It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> This is America's Trucking Network with Steve Summers. Thank you so much. Back on a Monday. And Traveler's Weather Service of our friends at Travel Centers of America, TA and Petro Stopping Centers, home of the World Blends Coffee. The freshest roast on the road. Uh, I mentioned last hour we're going to have the big dome of high pressure. Kind of... uh, moving into the central central portions of the country. And all around the periphery of that heat is where we'll see stormy weather developing. All the way from the northern plains to the mid-Atlantic, uh, perhaps even the northeast, be on the lookout for some unsettled weather. Uh, under that dome of high pressure, it's going to be very hot and sticky. But otherwise, tranquil weather prevails. But near the edges of that ridge where there's a lot of warm, humid air, but the influence of high pressure isn't as strong, we will see numerous showers and thunderstorms develop because of this. Areas near the edge of the heat dome uh, are described to be in the what they call the ring of fire. Yeah, by Tuesday, showers and storms begin to fire up from the northern plains into the western Great Lakes. Uh, Although they'll remain confined to the relatively smaller area, regardless, they can still pack a punch. Uh, Later Tuesday afternoon into Tuesday night, by later this week, uh, parts of this ring of fire are expected to become particularly active. Forecasters say a swath all the way from the Dakotas to North Carolina. Uh, We'll see daily bouts of showers and thunderstorms. Some of those could be dangerous. Uh, The pattern will be conductive for fast-moving complexes of thunderstorms, which can cause severe weather, uh, extreme straight-line winds, flash flooding will be concerns. Uh, Sometimes they can even turn into a a derecho, a line of thunderstorms bringing widespread damaging winds along a path several hundred miles long, sometimes with winds up to 100 miles per hour. Now, these particular derechos are called progressive derechos. They can last well into the nighttime hours when people are sleeping, adding to the dangers. Now, because of the fast-moving nature of these storms, uh, they can catch outsiders off guard. If you're outdoors uh, with temperatures soaring back to well above normal, after a cool-down in parts of the Midwest, uh, many are going to be looking to enjoy some outdoor activities. Uh, hikers, campers, and boaters, often at the greatest risk of being caught without shelter. Uh, these storms will be strong enough to knock out power. You could be forced to deal with summer heat without a fan or the A.C. All right, so, of course, heat is the most deadly weather-related threat, according to, believe it or not, from the National Weather Service statistics, 
you know, one of the most famous significant events involving derechos uh, is a historic stretch of derechos back in July of 1995. We had four derechos in four days in the northern plains, into the Great Lakes, into the northeast, uh, killing 14, injuring nearly 100 more. And many of those casualties were hikers and campers struck by falling trees and tree limbs. The U.S. Coast Guard responded to hundreds of distress calls across the Great Lakes. Nothing like being caught out there in the waters, right? Now, while derechos still occur across the country every year, the power, the severity, the huge impact of those derechos in 1995 kind of remind us today of how dangerous and difficult to predict uh, and warn these summertime threats. Uh, It looks like the threat may even continue into next weekend, but we'll shift the focus a bit further to the north and the east. Uh, the, The heat and humidity continue to expand northeastward during the second half of this week. And by the weekend, that so-called ring of fire may shift still further north into the Great Lakes, the northeast, and even southern Canada. So, kind of a heads up, uh, forewarned along the periphery of the ring of fire. Hey, good morning, Big Ed. Well, good morning, Steve. How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? Well, I'm here. I had to come uh, to the Minneapolis St. Paul area tonight. Yeah. Uh, I come from Mankato, southwest, and I had to come back over to the northeast. You know, we we get routed by our company. Well, and the traffic was just almost nothing coming in. And even in, in and around the loops and the interstate. Then all of a sudden, I start coming up on road closed. They had dump trucks parked across the interstate. And the GPS starts going crazy. And then, okay, this ain't going to work. I'm just going to have to go from here to there. And I had to figure out my way around all through all that mess. And I, uh, before I found friendly, what I call friendly road, because I was in the downtown residential St. Paul area trying to find a way around all that mess. And the last good thing I seen was the big old St. Paul Cathedral, and I was just 50 yards from it. And I don't think they intended for 18-wheelers to be in that vicinity in St. Paul, but hey, that's where I was. Finally got back out on the interstate and made my way back over here to White Bear Lake. But that was a mess trying to navigate through all them various road closures. And I'm assuming they had the roads closed from where all the hotbed of the activity. Correct. Yep. Yep. So and that that, that just kind of. But before I left, I had got me some tie down, tied down my uh, gladder head, you know, in case I run into a situation where people couldn't jerk my damn gladder hands off the trailer, or if they were going to, they're going to have a hard time trying it. But. Thankfully, I didn't get into no trouble, so I'm pleased about that. But, uh, you know, today, I don't know if you've seen it up there in Minneapolis, there was a tanker driver tried to run over people. Yep. Did you, did you, see, that's what we don't need out here. We don't, I, we don't need 
truck drivers, then okay, I'm going to play John Wayne and I'm going to run over you because you're in my way. You know, hey, I understand the frustrations, but uh, until these people converge on your vehicle, man, if you see them, just stop and keep your distance if you can. But don't, don't plow into them. You know, well, now, now, the case of the FedEx driver, as I was mentioning, who found himself in the protest, and then you've got dozens and dozens jumping up on the side of his, you know, beating on his windows. When you when you find yourself in that position, what, what are you right. going to do? That, no, that, 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 that's understandable. If you look at the two scenarios, hey, that guy did everything he could do. He had no way knowing that individual fighting between the trailer. You know, all he knew was a guy standing on a running board with a gun. Yep. So he did what he had. I mean, when you get right down to brass tacks of it, that truck, that's his home. His home has been violated. So shouldn't the, the laws apply for self-preservation and self-protection? Yes, in my opinion. That man, unfortunately, somebody got killed, but, it, hey, he, he, he wasn't looking for it. He just, he got caught up in something. He had no way of knowing what was happening until he was right in the middle of it. With a guy today, he knew what the hell he was doing. That guy needs to be in jail. You know, it's just like me coming in. I know that I was coming into an area that was a hotbed of activity. So I'm prepared. I, I contacted my people and said, do you want me to go in? They said, yes, you should be all right. I called the White Bear Lake Police Department. Before I left, can I come in? Yes, you, you'll be just fine. Just stay away from the hotbed of activity. Well, you don't know where that hotbed is unless you just come right up on it. Or in this case, they were closing roads. Well, from that point, it, I was on my own. And, and I was in some uh, traffic lights. And uh, At that point, I'm thinking, okay, I hope there ain't nobody on top of these overpass the bridges going to be chucking rocks at but it, it, in that, in my situation, it was, uh, you're on your own, but be smart about what you're trying to do. And if I would have come up on a uh, situation where it was just a crowd of people, hey, I got a kill switch in this truck. You want the truck, it's yours. I'm going to hit that kill switch, and I'm going to walk away. Frankly, don't get the hell beat out of me. But look, what do you do? You know, we're in a war zone right now out here in these major metropolitan areas. And so... Unless somebody tells us, you don't know what you're going to get into. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I call it a war zone. It's sad that it's like that. So I'm seeing that, you know, that, that I'm looking at the story from CDL Life where that FedEx truck driver, apparently that protester was actually killed. So is, is, is that driver going to face charges? You got to pray that he don't. I wouldn't think so, Steve. You got the video of the individuals, the thugs up on the running board, like I said, beating on his window. He he feared for his life, right? Right. Now, if, if that FedEx guy faced charges, then we as drivers, innocent drivers, and that man's innocent, hell, we're done. We might as well shut down and go home. Because his situation cannot be controlled. For the guy today, the tanker driver, now you know what I'm talking about? He was in complete control of what he did. He shouldn't have been up there. And they, I see where they mentioned they don't even know how he got on the freeway. It's just like me. If I would have chose to went around in dump trucks and blocked in the freeway, hey, at that point, I'm out here looking for trucks. Well, I'm not out here looking for trucks. But the guy, the FedEx guy, he, 
No, surely they're not going to do that. I wouldn't think. No, it just. It's just, he did nothing wrong. Yeah, I, I, they they haven't released his identity, and I guess for logical reasons, and I don't see anything saying that he might face any charges. Now, the driver, uh, the other, uh, the tanker driver, apparently he has been arrested. So yeah, he's he the one going to face charges. I don't know. I, did he run over and injure anybody? I don't think there were any serious injuries. One, one person was somewhat injured, they said, but I, I don't think any, no no life threatening injuries. Thank goodness. But when you, when he propelled that truck at ten people, at that point he was committing a crime because when you get down to the brass tacks of it, then people had a right for peaceful assembly to protest without the fear of somebody retaliating and causing them bodily harm. And so that truck driver he violated every damn rule of the book. Yeah. Where the FedEx guy he was innocent, and the protesters were out there violating every rule of the book by getting onto that truck. Threatening him, putting him in a situation where he, at that point, he's trying to protect himself. I mean, you're you're, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. It's just like uh, I got so. Why did you stay on the bottom loop? Hey, I'm following the rules of my company because if something goes wrong, hey, this is what where you sent me. This is what you told me to do. I did everything within reason, and once it. They started shutting down roads, then it fell back on me, and I'm making decisions as I'm moving along mm-hmm. to try to keep myself out of trouble. And uh, I just wanted to check in with you and tell you the road life has uh, been good to me so far. It's been fun. Don't have to worry about the price of crude oil no more. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm, gl- I'm, gl- I'm gl- glad you're enjoying your, your new but old endeavor because you've kind of been there, done that, but... All right, got to get a timeout back in two on ATN. All right, around the country, it's 888-860-8785. And right back to the phones we go, Dan, I believe it is, in Alabama. Hello, Dan. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Doing all right. Uh, best of, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I want you. I'm sure you you make sure your son knows how much most people really appreciate what he does and how he lays his line on the life every every time he goes to work. But the other thing is, I don't agree with Big Ed. I don't know how they had the road closed. The road couldn't have been closed too much if this a tanker is able to get around it and get on it. And you look at those pictures, the protesters are on the other lane. There's no protesters on his lane. They climb across that that immediate, that divider in the middle. And they come over to where he's at. And I, I don't understand, I mean, how the truck got onto the interstate. Because if they had that every exit to that interstate, why weren't there uh, people on that side of the interstate? Mm-hmm. Why weren't there people walking on that side? I assume he was going northbound on 35W. And they were coming southbound. So how, how did that happen? I mean, how, I mean, he said he went around something. Well, when you block off an interstate... You can block an interstate off with a car. 
And that says ramp. I don't know if they had like some of those, you know, like the the wooden barricades they put up or whatever, something like that. I'm assuming. Well, I would think. Well, I would think in a case like this, you you would, of course, that state so poorly run. That that could be the possibility. But on the other hand, you could park a car sideways and you can block the access to getting on the interstate. Yeah. I mean. And, and if I find myself on an interstate and it's a clear and then I realize that there's a bunch of people marching, I want to get out of here. And I mean, they came, they swarmed him as soon as he saw them getting across that medium, that concrete barrier from the other lanes, the other directions lanes. Well, then he did slow down. I mean, I don't think that Big Ed was being fair to the person. And again, what how they had it blocked, he'll have everything to say about it. The officers certainly got there pretty quickly mm-hmm. on it. Of course, they were probably up there to start with. Right. But that, that happened in St. Louis with that FedEx truck, and he won't be charged. I mean... I mean, there's no way. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, um, he he, uh, what, he rightfully, I think, feared for his own life, correct? Well, I mean, do you want to be the next Reginald Denny? Right. I mean, do you want to have the tar slapped out of you? These people have got clubs. They've got guns. The thing that I was, the other reason I started the call in tonight, I, you know, Everybody has made this officer out like it's guilty. That's that's a fact. Well, <laughs> I, I, I aren't they going to wait for the second autopsy that his that the the, the, the deceased? Yeah, I mean what they said. What the first autopsy said it was not well, asphyxiation, I believe. And I, you know, <laughs> what a turn of events that would be. But hey, we got we got to pause there though. Back in a moment on America's Trucking Network. the epicenter of it all, Minneapolis, where it started, where over the weekend, uh, the mayor there, Jacob Fry, uh, trying to say they believe that Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. White supremacists and out-of-state instigators are behind the protests. But apparently a report shows about 86% of the arrests so far are mostly in-state residents, residents of Minneapolis. Uh, The governor Saturday said the majority of protests arrests were from outside Minneapolis trying to take advantage of the chaos. However... A report from television station KARE11 showed 86% 
of the arrest listed their address in Minnesota and that they live in Minneapolis or the metro area. According to the data uh, analyzed from the Hennepin County Jail's roster, five out-of-state cases came from Arkansas, Florida, Illinois, Michigan, and Missouri. Minneapolis mayor, after repeated requests for comment from Fox News, said, uh, quote, we will look into this. A separate official from the mayor's office told Fox News, uh, you'll have to contact the governor's office. Minneapolis police uh, did not return Fox News calls for comment. But it was uh, Mayor Fry, right? Jacob Fry who on Saturday said, quote, we're now confronting white supremacist members of organized crime, out-of-state instigators, and possibly even foreign actors to destroy and destabilize our city and and our region. I think our best estimate of what we heard are about 20% are Minnesotans, And 80% are outside. Now, this was speaking at the news conference Saturday afternoon. There was a USA Today report uh, quoting a security consultant saying, intelligence reports indicate many of the more serious protesters are far left or anarchists. Without a significant appearance yet by far right groups. Uh, noting locals and outsiders could be involved in conflicts with authorities. So I guess they're looking to get the facts. But uh, all right, welcome back, Dan. Thanks. I appreciate you taking this. No, last Thursday, uh, the uh, prosecuting attorney for Hennepin County, he made a statement that I've looked at the what I've seen so far, there's not a basis for a criminal charge. Well, Thursday then became one of the worst nights for this, obviously. I mean, that, that's, in, you know, you read what the guy said. There's not a basis for a criminal charge. Well, then on then he tried to walk that back. And then on Friday, they I read the, the autopsy report, and it said death was not caused by asphyxiation or strangulation, and it was caused by a pre- existing heart conditions due to uh, clogged arteries, they use the different term, and due to hypertension, plus, and this is the part that we always little miss here, intoxicants in his system. So what is, what were the officers supposed to do? Not just the officers that's been charged in this. Were they supposed to let a guy that says, I can't breathe, and I'm, I'm claustrophobic, and it, I can't breathe, let him get up and start trying to do jumping jacks and fall down and hit his head and then cause a concussion and die? I, I mean, I think the premise was he was in handcuffs and there was no way for him to really resist at that point. Right, there was no way. And the other situation that, that I, I guess what bothers me is how are they going to charge this man with what? If he be, if he was conveyed to that hospital and the first thing they took his vital sign and said he was alive, 
Well, how are they going to say that did the officer cause the heart attack? Maybe the fat man was six foot six and morbidly obese might have something to do with it. And the fact that he had intoxicants, and that I don't mean just alcohol. I guess that can mean illegal drugs. Because Dr. Bodden, the same one that's doing his autopsy at the, at the request of the family, he reported on Michael Brown Jr. in Ferguson that he had toxic levels of marijuana in his system. I know and, and so, some, some had suggested when he was approached by police or whatever, what if he, you know, did, did he possibly have illegal drugs? Did he swallow something or whatever to get rid of evidence? I know that those are all questions being asked, but, I mean, at the same time, so, though, we I know mean, every, every law enforcement agency that I've heard from says that the officer was in the wrong with the knee on the neck for, for that well, dura- I, duration I, of time. You, you say that, Steve. But it was a legal maneuver in the Minneapolis handbook. Plus, we're all told that this is COVID. That we're in the COVID time and social distancing. So he could distance himself from that person a lot easier with his knees than he can putting his hands down there. I get what you're saying, Dad. I don't think you're going to get real far with your argument for most people, though. You know what I mean? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, my God. The only thing that's going to make this work and make this stop, well, my argument may not go far here, but it may go into a court of law. And they may have trouble charging him if this second autopsy comes back and says his death was not due by strangulation. He's been charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. So... I mean, you could maybe charge him with abusing the individual by using your knee, but I think you'll find that that knee may be used a lot more often than people realize, and that would be the safer choice. Because if he had his hands down on him, he could do a lot more uh, damage with both hands trying to restrain the man. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking at the the headline says, George's family has hired their own pathologist after the official autopsy says he died of quote police restraint combined with heart disease and a potential intoxicant in his system and not by asphyxiation or strangulation by officer that's the headline uh, so again, so the, the family hires uh, the former New York City medical examiner uh, to hire a separate independent autopsy. Uh, it blames his death on a combination, as I said, of heart disease, potential intoxicants, plurally, in his system, and being placed in restraint by officers. Family says they do not trust anything from the police department. Uh, Dr. Baden, uh, the medical examiner, former New York City medical examiner that they hired, said he will travel to Minneapolis, which I guess he's there now, and he will will reveal his results sometime this week. The official autopsy results revealed in the criminal complaint filed against the former officer who was charged again over the weekend. On Friday, actually, charged with Floyd's murder. So, you know, the plot kind of thickens. With that, we'll get a, a quick timeout.
And back in two on ATN. Come to learn more. And as always, round the country, it's 888-860-8785. 860-TRUK. Uh, is this the Minuteman? Uh, good morning. How morning. are you, sir? Doing well. Um, I am um, parking a truck driver a couple of calls uh, uh, before I stole my thunder. I wanted to re- uh, mention the Red Soul of Danny. And I think everybody that's listened seen that savage beating of him and how he's hit even with a fire extinguisher. And uh, that man was, I don't think, ever the same. And truck drivers have a right to you know, defend themselves. What would the black community think if the truck driver said we're going to stop hauling? After on on the on on the uh, right, we're getting rid of this uh, thing, this virus uh, uh, has been going around, and now they're going to say, "Well, we're not going in these areas and bring food in there and supplies, things that people need." I think they'd be uh, they'd learn in short order. If you think the shelves were somewhat empty when people were hoarding toilet paper, just magnify that a hundred times, right? Yeah, right, and our truck drivers, you know, I said there's three people I really look up to. One's nurses, one's truck drivers, and one's the American farmer. Well, Minute Man, thank you so much for listening in. Oh, I'd like to say, I'd like to say one more thing. Yes, go ahead. Uh, they, they were, uh, I, I heard that they were talking about coming in this time. We're going to down the couple up here. We're going to go to the white neighborhood. I think that would be a terrible mistake. Okay, I'm not... You sounded kind of distant there. I didn't I didn't catch that last comment, but all right. Well, thank you so much for tuning us in. We'll get a, a quick timeout just to add. Oh, oh, yeah, New York City. Now, how how does this pan out? You've got uh, the likes of curfews and things in place, rioters ignoring curfews, and uh, the mayor of the city's own daughter is out there in the mix. That would be none other than New York's mayor, Bill de Blasio. Yes, his daughter ended up arrested in the street violence over the weekend. 25-year-old Chiara de Blasio taken into custody after police said there was an unlawful assembly taking place. She was in the mix of blocking traffic. It was a real hot spot. Police cars were being burned. People were throwing and yelling, fighting with cops. Thousands of people in the area at the time. The younger de Blasio reportedly gave uh, Gracie Mansion as her address where the, the city's mayor lives. She was cited on a desk appearance ticket, uh, which is issued in lieu of a custodial arrest, apparently. But de Blasio, you're... Your own daughter is out there raising a ruckus in the streets of New York. What are the odds that she pulled the, do you know who my father is? Card. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> Better than 50. I live in Gracie Mansion. Okay. And uh, I don't know if that's a mug shot or just a f- photo or she looks like a real winner. Oh, boy. Okay. That new generation. You know what I mean? It's. About nine before the hour, and quick timeout. Back in two on America's Trucking Network.
Cadillac authorities in New York and D.C. say they're finding vehicles, stolen vehicles and whatnot, loaded with incendiary devices. Yeah, Minneapolis police uh, uh, say that uh, they, they're discovering water bottles filled with gasoline uh, hidden in bushes and throughout neighborhoods in Minneapolis, which obviously means this, this is all being coordinated, premeditated, preplanned. Apparently, a president, maybe today, is going to declare Antifa is a terrorist organization. I guess I should have done that a long time ago. Antifa is to anti-fascism what Stalin was to freedom. Antifa is fascism personified. Despite calling themselves anti-fascist, members of the group routinely deploy fascist tactics to shut down, intimidate, harass, and bloody their political opponents. In fact, the group gained national visibility after viciously targeting Trump supporters at an event in Berkeley. They've shown up previously at Berkeley to shut down a free speech event hosted by the provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos, damaged property, fires, assault victims. Antifa thugs express their rage about Trump's presidential victory by burning down liberal meccas like Portland and Oakland, throwing rocks through Starbucks storefronts, slashing tires, burning parked cars, smashing windows at auto dealerships, shutting down public transit, and attacking police. I mean, after Trump's victory in 2016, these thugs effectively took control over major city centers. And to some extent, it appears this is kind of a redo, a round two with the Antifa thugs showing up at these so-called, they try to join in in the peaceful protest. But as mayors around the country are saying, you, you don't show up for a peaceful protest toting bowling balls or bottles, water bottles filled with gasoline. That's Nice try, idiots. So with that, let me uh, let me grab Chevy guy and morning Chevy guy. I tell you what, I was I just it's just bringing back memories. You know, 1980, 81. You had the the unions protesting, and then uh, you had the uh, owner operators protesting. They were throwing bricks off of uh, bridges, uh, threatening you when you made deliveries. Uh, later on, I uh, you know I'm I'm working for a small outfit. You know, I'm. Six drivers out of five, they lay me off, and uh, I end up going to a contractor, and I, I all of a sudden there's a tanker out there, and yeah, they put me on full. All of a sudden that outfit goes, decides to go union, but the, uh, the, the guy that owns the truck said, well, when the lease comes up on the truck, the trucks are gone. If you want to pull the tankers with you, pick up the tent. And next thing you know, I've got calls at the house. I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, scab. By the way, not a single one of those five drivers brought a loaf of bread to the house whenever I got laid off. Uh, 
I, I, I was threatened. They called my house and threatened uh, my wife. Till finally I got a hold, uh, caught one taking a leak on the side of the road, pulled up behind him, and I said, listen, y'all do anything to cause my wife injury? I said, I know where y'all live. And I said, I, you, might get, you might get your taker back, but it might be me at the front with a lit, you know, with a, with a, a lit up cab. Uh, and it stopped. And, and gosh, I hate this stuff. I mean, uh, I drove through uh, union union situations, and I, I make a delivery. I've, I've been threatened right on through. I, I, I remember when uh, the police did the broomstick on that, that poor uh, young man up in New York City. Uh, Jackson was doing all kinds of protests up there, and everybody's saying a warning. I, I let the company know. Company said, "Well, it needs delivered." So I'd go on up into New York City, right in the, in the mess of that. Uh, kept the doors locked, but as you can, uh, it's just one thing after another. Uh, and I guess it works. Out, it's just like down here, these hurricanes. I'm always out in a hurricane. I went out one time, and the driver said, "One driver calls me and said, why are you doing that? You make the rest of us look bad.'" I said, "No, I don't know. I just know it. When you're told to go." So you go, okay, well, hey, we got to pause there. Return after news update on ATN. This is News Radio 700 WLW. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.